North Otago. It's rich in history and strong in character. And you have found the podcast that celebrates all that is good within our district. Join Gary and Damien every week as they either interview a legend or someone who is putting North Otago on the map yet again. North Otago legends, up-and-comers, and a bit of history. The name says it all. What a great district we live in, Gary. It's great to be back on on air. Absolutely. Yeah. Always, every week. Um, getting a wee bit of feedback from that Jimmy McGowan podcast we did. Yes, well, that was always going to raise a few eyebrows, I'm, I'm sure. Man, <laughs> Just amongst more, his own family. more than that. Yes, family <laughs> on the warpath. Um, I think we need to apologise to Paul McGowan. Right, and John. Uh, and John and Jason Martin, um, sisters, Eugenia. Kathy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we all, all the more famous all ones. All the Catholics that he, you know, um, all the Protestants he had to go at. Yeah, just, oh. yeah, so, we, yeah, that's just from us. We apologise for Jimmy and his, and his <laughs> loose tongue, you know. Yeah. But speaking of loose lips sinks ships, Gary. Yes, this is the best segue. We've had... Um, this is about the worst segue, but carry on. It's I'm, probably the best segue we we're get, ever going to have, because we, we have it. the Commodore. Yes. The skipper of all skippers. The harbour master himself on the podcast today, Kevin Murdoch. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, good, good qualification on that one, yes. Yeah, and I have got a name for down there, and they call me the Slip Master. How sad is that? That comes from the office, from council office. Slip master. Slip master, because I run the boat slip down there. Wow. And that's what they call, why, why not Commodore? That's your official title. Only at the club. Yeah. Yeah, outside there, I'm just the slip master. Okay, because that's why, did you want me to refer to you as Commodore, Skipper, or Kev, or Kevin? How would you like us to address you <laughs> on the podcast? Because, you well, know. At least they're all reasonably nice, so, yeah. so <laughs> Kevin will do. Yeah, Kevin, okay. No, that's great. All right, thanks, Kevin. Yeah. Yep. No. So, absolutely great to have you here, Kevin. You've had a lot of history around Omaroon, particularly around the harbour and and uh, the surrounding area. So, we're really keen to to hear more about that. And probably there's a few other bits and pieces that we might not be be, you know, be so aware of that maybe didn't come through in Damien's research on you. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, so we'd like to get a few of those stories out because um, I know you're a man who likes to have a good yarn and um, Friday nights you're found um, sitting around a baby grand piano playing some pool, maybe drinking some fine wine and having a good yarn. So we're trying to entice some of those stories out of you. But before we get there, we need to know the facts. So the first question, were you born in North Otago and were you raised here or at what point did you come here? Um, no, I was born in Blenheim and uh, came here uh, fifth form, Waitaki boys, mm-hmm. and stayed ever since. Is that right? So yeah. why'd you move? Uh, family bust, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Had relations down here, so we moved down to Kurao, and um, and I came here to Waitaki boys. Yep. Yeah. So did you board at Waitaki boys or were you a bus boy? No, I was a bus boy and a private boarder. Oh, yeah. Right. So right from... Those early days, I wanted to um, be a train driver, so that's what I did. So um, went to Dunedin as a locomotive trainee, um, became a locomotive assistant, then I moved to Omaru, back to Omaru, and um, did my train driver's uh, certificate here and stayed here for 12 years driving. 
Very good. Can we go back to Blenheim? So obviously your f- yep. first 15 years spent there and you know, what sort of upbringing was that? I mean, you know, it's pretty close to the ocean there and so on. Did, did that have an effect? No, not at all. I didn't do any boating until I was about 20. Right. So um, my father um, had a farm up the Marker Valley. So yeah, yep. inland. Siblings? Yeah, I've got three brothers. Yep. Yeah, they're all out there doing it. One, one's um, a big chief in Newa in Wellington. Another one owns Christchurch helicopters. And another one's um, flying up at Mount Cook on the ski planes. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they're all doing right. it. Yeah. And, and, and you found the sea? Yeah, funnily enough. Yeah, <laughs> happened to be here in Omru and it was right there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, very good. So um, at uh, Waitaki Boys, was it um, quite different from your previous experience? Yeah, it was going from a co-ed school to all boys. It was kind of yeah. not much fun. Just right at the wrong time of life, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was an eat, eat your lunch experience. Got out of there as quick as I could. Mm-hmm. When did you leave Waitaki Boys? Oh, I just did the fifth form and, and left. Yeah. Yeah. I just had to wait till I was um, 18 to be able to join the railways. So, yeah. So what did you do in between time then? Oh, I worked up the Hacker Valley on a farm. On a farm, yeah. And when you joined the railways, what was the position you went for? Oh, locomotive um, trainee. Right. Yeah. So yeah. straight in. Straight in, yeah. yeah. And I came back to Omroo because um, if you, once you got through to a local assistant, you had to spend a lot of time in the shunt yards. And I didn't want to do that. And if you came back to Omroo, you went straight on the main line. So, Right. Yeah. So Good strategic the, move. Where yeah. did the passion come from? No, so you had it. I don't know. I think kids love that sort of thing, don't they? Yeah. They want to be a fireman or a yeah. pilot or a train driver. Or a mayor. Or a, no, I was about to no, say, yeah, or yeah. a minister. Yeah. Or a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's interesting you followed through. Um, it, so you had a couple of years in Omaru, or one year in Omaru, back up, or Kura really, then Hacker, Dunedin, and then you moved back to Omaru. Back, yeah. Did you play sport or anything like that in your time? Or? No, because, you know, shift work all the time, there was no time to sort of, yeah. it was hard to do that sort of thing. So, yeah, just started the boating. Yeah. So the, the shift work, you know, what, what was your typical, you know, week at work? You know, how, did, how did that go? Oh, it would depend, because back when, when um, I was driving, we had the Kura line open. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'd start at five o'clock in the morning and you know, we were only allowed to do 40 kilometres an hour up to Kurao, so it took all day to get up and back. And then there was a lot of night shift um, freight trains. Um, we also uh, did the shifts on the Southerner, um, did that quite a bit. So, yeah, it was a good variety of mm. trips around. So the uh, up to Kurao, was that a daily trip that you, you Yeah, did? yeah, we just started at five and, um, right. and it would take us to about 10 o'clock time we got to Kurao because we always had a few shunts on the way at Duntroon and different places yeah. that were open. Yeah. So was it passenger goods, bit of both? Just like, goods, yeah. yeah. Just goods. So what were you doing? What was the daily, like picking up stuff along the way, livestock or just? No, we no, we never did any livestock, but we took a lot of um, cement up for um, the Upper Waitaki scheme. Mm. So um, that was one of the main, and steel. Yeah. Right. Steel, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was scratching my head thinking, what what would you be taking up and down? But of course, yeah, with the big hydro projects going on, there would be a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of freight needed up there. So, yeah. Did yeah. you come back empty or? We just bought empties back, yeah, most yeah. of the time, yeah. Yeah, nothing much happening. All right. And, um, you know, when you got, so, so it went as far as Kurao and yeah. then got dropped off there and uh, with the trucks waiting for it and, you know, how did it work in the freight yards there? Oh, they had a shunt engine up there, so they had a crew on all the time up there. 
And um, as far as the um, cement goes, they had a um, plant where they could actually tip the wagon upside down to get the to get it all out. So uh, right. it all worked pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. What was the reason for only going that speed? The bridges were dodgy, or um, oh, yeah, the tracks just was just was no good. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. I was going to use another, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, did you did you ever take passengers with you, or just you know the odd? person that just needed a ride yeah the odd person but but no it wasn't up to taking anyone and we had no carriages here in Omaru. <laughs> right yeah. and then you yeah did some time on the southerner some 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 shifts on there so um that was in the locomotive yeah 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 so um yeah we always went down towards palmerston and we'd change over with the other southerner and go far north as, as tamaru and chertsey depending on the where our goods train was that we were to bring home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I had quite a good career in the way that um, in the time that I was there, I think it was um, we hit one, I've hit one tractor, one tree and four cars. Right. And everybody survived. Yeah. Oh, that's so, good. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's quite a bit happens in, in your normal, normal running around. Yeah. Yeah, having a tractor wouldn't be very pretty. Yeah, that was that was on the southerner coming yeah. down um, past Solway Street. Yeah, and there was a guy with a tractor out with an arm on mowing the side of the track. Yeah, obviously communications had broken down, and he didn't know that we were coming. And we hit him just as he jumped out, broke the tractor in half. Yeah, and um, yeah, right. And he walked away. And he walked away. That's a miracle. There you go. Well, someone's, you all know about miracles. Oh, there, someone's looking <laughs> out for him. There you yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, um, didn't know that about you. I know you'd done quite a few things in North Otago. I never knew you were a train driver. Mm. Yeah, but, yeah. of course, I was made redundant ah. um, because they cut the crews in half where we had two on an engine that went to one. So throughout the country, you know, that locomotive side was cut in half, so there was no no, no job to go on with. So yeah. was that in the 80s? Uh, no, 90s. I, 90s, I finished okay. up in the 90s, yeah. Right. yeah. And, yeah, the big... Yeah, because there was quite a bit of change during that 80s and 90s, wasn't there, with um, yeah, government changing policy, change of government's change of policy. Yeah, and trying to save money. And, yeah. Yeah, so. So you, you did that for about 20 years? Is my mass- 12 years. Was it 12 years? My yeah. mass is wrong. There's no there surprises there. So, but talk to me, um, you had a family, you got married. Is that all in that time? You married a local girl or did you find? Yeah, well... My wife, Fiona, as you know. Beautiful lady. Patient, um, some would say. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently I was, yeah, I was, I was batting a bit there. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, she's up at Phoenix School, was yeah. there when it was south, so I met her when she was 24. Yeah. Yeah, so two daughters. Um, Alex works for District Council over in Queenstown. So, um, and Kristen and Tyler. Kristen, our daughter, and her partner Tyler have just... Moved into Fat Sally's. Ah, yes. Oh, right. So um, that's their thing now. There's so it's quite nice having her back in town. There was a connection there. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Because we've interviewed Sally Ann, we've interviewed Paul, used to bounce there. Now you've, your Jimmy. daughter. Ah, Jimmy. Yeah. And Paul bounced yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, so what a connection. Um, that's interesting. So, yeah, she was a local girl. And, or was she oh, she was from Mosgill originally Mosgill. And, yeah. and moved on route to get a job. Yeah. 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 So the um, yeah, having sorry grandchildren have you got have no none no, of them I think yet no, no okay still 
Yeah, still in the horizon. Well, I, I suppose it's still, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't want to know what's happening. No, no, yeah. no, no. It's fair okay enough. Okay there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Fiona is, you know, just talk briefly about her. So she spent all of her teaching career at, at uh, South slash Phoenix School. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. She has. Oh, I'm just going to jump in. Absolutely brilliant teacher. Yeah. Uh, any of the children that have been taught by her, just in her, the way she goes about her job, of her professionalism, but always smiling, always happy, always... I'm sure, you know, sometimes she comes home a bit tired or whatever, but brilliant teacher. Probably got to learn her patience with her husband yeah, that's yeah, probably, playing with yeah. boats all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and train sets and boats. She's <laughs> like, oh, I'm married a big kid, I might as well teach them. Exactly. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, we're not She hasn't to... taught me to spell, though, so I don't know, <laughs> no. I don't know about great, but oh, I, I think she's good. But. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, so when you you, know, you were doing all that shift work, so boats were the thing that you did get into because you could do that when you had time. And yeah, so tell us about that. What what was it? Just sort of you know, buying your first boat and getting interested in it that way. Yeah, a friend had a small catamaran, so I thought oh, I'd I'd like one. So that started it off. And I I actually wasn't in the club. We just go out sailing all the time. And the club approached us and we thought, oh yeah, we'll give it a crack. You know, there was a few old fogies there though that. Yeah. No. So anyhow, we got into it there. And Gary, you'll probably remember, um, I put together a 42-foot catamaran in the paddock next mm. to McEwen's. Yeah. 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 In the shell yard. What was it? was a concrete, concrete hull? No. No, no not that one. Oh, it was a steel hull, that one. No, it's, no, that was another one. No, this oh, is a cat, so it was, oh, okay. it was wooden. Oh, I don't remember that one. <laughs> well, it's up at Sailor's Cutting still, and it's oh, been, okay. there since, been there 18 years now. Right. So you just have it moored at Sailor's Gun? Yeah, yeah, it's our holiday up. Home, yeah. Nice. And yeah. still go around the lake in it, or is it just moored permanently? No, we can. We, we do go out on it. Um, it's a bit of a handful. It's fairly big up there when it's windy. Yeah. Yeah. The, the hard bits are everywhere. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that, so that's where I really got hooked on the idea, and so went on from there. Mm. Yeah. That's no, it's it's a big project taking on boat building. I'd never do it again. Wouldn't you? No, no, God no. It's something oh, I... Sorry, did I just... Was that blasphemy? I look, I... I've, oh, it just flew over the yeah. top. No, no, I forgive you. Don't oh. eat black jelly beans on Friday <laughs> or something. I'm not too sure that's how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> my son. Um, anyway, so we want to get into the harbour and the boat stuff, but um, let's talk about... Let's rewind a bit. So you just been made redundant from your boyhood dream of driving um, trains. So what happens then? You... Yeah, well, I wasn't sure what I was going to do, and um, I got a job at Crothels um, cleaning. You know, I thought I'd start from the top, and um, so I ended up flogging some of the contracts off Crothels and started my own cleaning business. Yeah. So we ended up um, having all the supermarkets and the big big jobs. Yep. And had fourteen staff at one point, um, and then sold that and thought I want to do something different. So I was grooming cars by myself, just so I didn't have any staff because, as you. No, Gary, mm-hmm. staff can, can be an issue. It can. And I'm a bit of a blunt object, so that doesn't go down too well. <laughs> so, so yeah, and I did that, and, and of course, now I've got Omri Car Rentals. Yep. Yeah. So you still have um, the car grooming side? No, God, no? no, that's our work. You just got rid of that as well? Yeah, oh, I got yeah. rid of that a long time ago. Yep. Yeah. So you now have Omri Car Rentals? Yeah. Yep. And um, that's good, that keeps you busy, or...? Oh, it's not a full-time job. Yeah. So having that and, and working casual for for the council and having the shops on Wandsback Street keeps me busy. Yep. Yeah. So if we go go to the... You, you, you joined the North Otago Yacht and Powerboat Club and 
rose through the, the ranks, literally. Oh, I don't know if it's rise through it. I think some of the people just don't want those jobs. Yeah, well, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> People made way for you. <laughs> so Yeah, exactly. So I was on the committee for, for a few years, and then um, we had our Commodore step down. So yeah. I stepped into that role about eight years ago. Yeah. So it's mainly been the yachting side that you've been interested in around the powerboat, or is oh, it both? You know, I'm still in the powerboat too. I've got a powerboat. And right. As you probably know, I've got a fishing boat in the harbour as well, So and a yacht. Yeah, right. Yeah, so you, you're really collecting teams. things, yeah. So yeah. you you pay someone's wages at the council with all your moorings and so oh, I know. Yeah, I don't think I make anything. Yeah. So you no. pay for moorings. <laughs> <laughs> um, was Murray Hayes, was he before you or was yeah. he? Yeah, he Commodore. was before me. He would have been a great Commodore, was he? Um, yeah, that was quite a way, quite a long time before. Yeah. You know, um, Wes Hamilton was seven years in the role before me. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So what, what's happened with the club over the years, you know, the ebbs and flows of, you know, interest in yachts or not, um, you know, Olympic success, so <laughs> yeah. people get more interested versus the other times, um, you, you know, particularly your membership around powerboats and so forth, you know, how, how, how's that all gone over the years? Yeah, well, we have had a move away from sailing. There was a group of people that sailed all the time, and a lot of them um, left Omaru about the same time, and, and so we've struggled a lot since then. Um, a couple of us got the, the youth sailing going about four years ago, and um, but we, we've noticed that we'll, that the children that come through, they start off at about eight or nine years old, but by the time they get to high school and a lot of them drop off or they leave Omaru to go to university, so we only have them for a short time. Mm. And as far as the powerboat side, we've got something like 390 members at the moment, and um, most of them are powerboaties. Because we own and maintain the boat ramps, so, yeah. so that's the deal. They get to use the boat boat ramp if they're a member, or can anyone use the boat ramp? No, only only if you're a member. We yeah. do we do open up the boat ramp for public over Christmas for for about six weeks, so that any visiting people get to use it and locals. And they can give you a donation, or no, no, it's just open. Oh, that's yeah. nice here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You heard the different stories along the way, you know, where you have it, you know, you go and open it for someone, a casual user, and they pay a rent fee and so on, then they head out. You never know when they're coming back in because you've got to have it open for them then and people getting stuck with uh, a closed gate and so forth. So there has been some challenges over the years, hasn't there? Yeah, I get rung, I get rung at all hours. Yeah. People wanting out and they're quite upset because the gate's locked. But we are changing the way we're going to run things. We're going to put some electronic locks on the gate. So um, it'll be an app on your phone will open the lock. So that's what we're looking at. And that way, too, we know who's out there. Mm. If, if you can see a, a trailer and a car at night, mm. um, we know who's out there and that they should be back. Yeah. And we can start looking for them. Yeah. Does your role mean you get involved in search and rescue? Are you part of that or do you try and stay away from that side of things? No, well... <laughs> We've got a we've got a um, five point two meter rib with a sixty on it, and we have decked it out so if required by the police we can go out. Um, but our boat's not up to survey, so we can only go out if we're instructed by the police, which you know of course we would do. Yeah, yeah. And you've used that around the harbour as well. I know you've been very helpful on Friendly Bay Family Day and and so on, just uh, looking after things and. You know, the club's been very good help, um, providing that resource. Yeah, well, we try to. Um, it's a bit of a shame this year. 
I think it's 11th of March. Yes. It's the, yeah. It's the day of our um, Terra Nova yacht race, which our boat will be used as a safety boat, so yeah. we may not be able to. No, we're doing something different this year anyway. So. Oh, I'm sure you are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah anyway. We'll promote that, <laughs> promote that separately to the podcast. You, you heard it here first. This there is breaking news. Yeah. Yeah. We've been snubbed now with yeah. the sound of it. No, no. no. Oh. We rely on you so much. But no, it's, um, <laughs> yeah, we, we, instead of having the normal floating thing out, out further on the harbour, we'll have some smaller things close in. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, um, it's, it's all those things that happen around the harbour that you inevitably get drawn into. You know, you are there and... Mm. Uh, yeah, just helping out with in different aspects, and that's really appreciated. Yeah, well, I got I had to help out the other day, which wasn't one of the better jobs I've had. Um, I got a call from the office to say there was a dead seal floating around in the harbour. Right. Uh, and could I get it? <laughs> so I went looking, couldn't find it anywhere. Um, and then two days later, I got another call. Uh, that seal's turned up on the beach outside the galley. Mm. I thought, oh, my God. Yeah, anyhow, I went down there. <laughs> went down there and here's this seal. And I'm thinking, how am I going to get this off the beach? And it was right by the restaurant. They had windows open. People were watching me. The seal had no head. Like, <laughs> what do you put a rope around? It's like yeah. putting a rope around a balloon, you know? Yeah. And it was like a balloon. Yeah. Um, kids have been building sandcastles around it. <laughs> and it wasn't smelling too, too sharp, I can tell <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. No. Oh, so what happened? Well, I managed to get a rope round it. Of course, he's got no feet, so it slid it off the back of his <laughs> fins, you know, thinking, oh, I can't put a hole in it because it's the size of a balloon, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I got a rope round it and I got it out into the surf. I hooked it on behind the yacht club dinghy and towed, went to tow it out and the wind was up and it was too rough outside. So I tied it up to the wharf thinking oh, one of those sharks might, mm. might eat it overnight. Yeah. Came back down. No, it was still looking pretty good. Yeah. So towed it about two kilometres offshore and let it loose. And so who knows where it's gone now? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Catch and release. Free willy. So, <laughs> wow. Well, um, what do you think took its head off? That's a better story. Wow. It was probably one of those killer whales that have been visiting. Is that right? Yeah, yeah they've been in and out a few times. And okay. you think they would just, why wouldn't they finish it off? Or would they just bite I the think head it's playing. Yeah. playing with it? yeah. This someone should tell them that's not fun. <laughs> well, it might be for them, not the yeah. seal. Yeah. Oh, right. So that's what we think it is. Yeah, because there was a first seal there not long as well. Oh no, what's the big one? Um, yeah, it was a big one on dead on the beach over at the other restaurant, wasn't there? there? They had buried it with a digger. Oh no, yeah, but there was one um, one of the big big seals. What are they called? Sea lions. What was just sitting there sunbathing itself. Oh okay. Yeah, we like taking the boats out of rowing. Had to walk, try and walk around it, and it was just sitting there for ages and. Didn't understand, and it finally, after a couple of days, went back in the water. You have to stay 20 metres from wildlife. We were 21. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm we glad you measured it. Yeah. Except when I was sitting on our ramp, and oh. we couldn't literally get the boats, we couldn't go down because it sat right on the ramp. And you said metres. Yeah. Yeah, yeah not, not feet. Hey, no. no. We're very good. We're very respectful down there. As, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it, I mean, it's, it's a wonderful thing. We've got so much wildlife around the harbour. Sometimes mm. it gets to be a bit of a nuisance. How and, do you uh, Gary? I, well, I know. And, <laughs> Mia uh, wants to ban wildlife from Momaru Harbour. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, don't, bring up the don't, bra- don't bring up the Brankwater or Summers <laughs> Wharf. Bra- or don't Summers Wharf or the zip line. <laughs> <laughs> They're the toppers. We're not allowed to go to Anyway, carry on, Gary. I don't what know you how you can just fabricate things just like that. But so, anyway. So you want to get rid of the pigments? No, penguins uh, are great. Yeah, penguins are great. Um, 
Yeah, so seagulls so are great too. No, that's probably one. Yeah, <laughs> no, got went too far. Anyway, uh, so getting back on to harbour. So you're very involved. You're on the harbour committee. That's correct. What's your role on that? Well, I'm just um, there to represent the community. So I, I represent um, the club and um, harbour users. Are they interested? Parties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I think it's quite a privilege to be on that committee. Yeah. Um, Gary's, I shouldn't say this, but Gary's been really good. <laughs> Shock horror. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a bit to edit out, Damien. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, sometimes I will come to a meeting and um, he'll ask me if I, this is anything that I want, would like to bring up. And a lot of the time he'll lead me in in the meeting. Yeah. You know, if there's not a, All right. a, a space coming up where it sort of fits. Yeah. Um, which is really good, and um, to have a say on that committee, yeah. being the only, you know, sort of harbour user, if you like, on the committee, yeah. it's quite an important role. Yeah, it's good having you there, actually. Mm. Yeah, No, it's very helpful, and, you know, we've got four community members, and, yeah, yeah having given who's so involved down there, yeah. looking after the slip, but a whole lot more, mm. um, yeah, it's, it, it brings a, a level of pragmatism to the, you know, some of those operations and understanding that we wouldn't have if yeah. we didn't have them. We call them the South Siders, you know, the way down there in us. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you, you, <laughs> you, high flying rowers. Yeah, high right. flying on the west side. Every now and again, we'll um, see them out there in the harbour, and we'll go zoom and pass each other, and it's quite good seeing the harbour. It's amazing seeing seeing it being used like that. Like it can get very busy down there. You get a kayaker going around and around, and yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. And someone's moored in and they, they've rowed across and they've gone and got shopping and they're rowing back. And mm. yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, we've had a, f- a lot of people visit. In fact, there's a boat tied up there now. Came in yesterday. First time he'd, he'd gone past Omri a lot. Mm. Never been in. So he rung and I met him down at the end of the wharf to make sure that he got in safely. And um, loves it. And a lot of the people that call in rave about Omri and how great it is to be able to walk on the wharf and so many people are using that wharf now walking mm. out yeah like it, it was a big expense for the rate payer and it's such a such a good thing yeah yeah no it's certainly looked after it, looking after it for the next 50 years so it's yeah, yeah. big investment but well, we're, well worth it yeah yeah so yeah hopefully more but yeah yeah i like the way we've extended how far you can drive and park on there now is that a grant roads suggestion mm. or does that come through the committee well we, we, we have the discussions, don't we, Kevin, and, and it's talking to some of the users and so on and, and understanding, you know, how, how far, you know, what, what's working and what's not, you know, and, yeah. and in this case there wasn't enough parking at the, the land end of it and so yeah. on, so just extending it out and um, and it allows people to get closer to where they want to be, you know, if they're leaving a vehicle and, you know, doing something on their boat or whatever. Um, so, yeah, and it also just increases the capacity. So, yeah, it, and, and that's... Another thing where Kevin's really good at facilitating some of those discussions because yeah. he knows who to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I run interference, you know, like I put a fire out before it gets too carried away. And so I know all the guys down there and yeah. and there's a lot of different personalities. Yeah, um, sure are. It can be interesting. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I think council has a, has a good relationship with the local boaties. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was the, yeah it's a big investment, but... You know, it's it's a real, you know, key part of of the town. Yeah. I won't say the heart, but I mean, it's it's one of the, the the vital organs, really, as far as you know, having activity and um, you know, enc- encouraging visitors and so on. Because it's pretty unique as a Victorian harbour around yeah. um, around New Zealand. Yeah, anywhere. Yeah. So, obviously, 
I'm going to ask you, I'm going to go there, it might be controversial, who knows, but <laughs> what's your vision for the harbour? Like, what would you like to see? It's had a lot of changes, and personally, down there now, family and children, and, and they're doing you know so much down there. It's great, it's brought so much life down there, but what would you like to see? What else happens at the harbour? Well, nothing really exciting. No. Like we're talking about an upgrade for the um, for the slip. Yeah. So from a commercial... You're right, that's boring. Yeah, yeah. yeah but that's no, why no, I want to talk no, about no, it, though. But, but, yeah, no, but I'm the slip master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. an opportunity. Yeah. 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 So we're looking at... There's a proposal going forward, I think, to the next Harbour Area Committee meeting about upgrading the slip to 20 tonne. We now have a 12 tonne limit. Yeah. So if we upgrade it to, to 20 tonne, there's a lot of outside boats would like to come here. Which is good, you know. They'll buy equipment here. They'll use our engineering shops. Yeah. And um, but it won't be too big, you know. It'll just mean that that slip will get used a lot more often. The other thing we're looking at, I'm pretty sure, and the, and the report coming to us is that um, you know currently there's you can only have one boat on it. You know, you put it in the cradle, it goes up, and you work on it. The opportunity to actually lift that off and uh, you know and have a, a second boat come come up there. Is, is a possibility. I'm not sure if it's, we're doing it this time around, but it's certainly an opportunity in the future anyway. Because mm. we have to build a new cradle. So with the old cradle, we could actually put it up next to where the, the cradle will be so that we could lift a boat out for long-term maintenance. Yeah. Yeah, which we are sort of lacking down there. Because mm. increasingly, there's, you know, it's really get difficult, if, particularly if you're not a commercial boat, to actually get to some time on a slip. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so that's another way of, looking, of, of what we'd like to do and um, maybe maybe a floating jetty at the main wharf it just because a lot of the visiting boats... Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, it's no, a rowing club. In, uh, yeah, no, 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 this is the... Yeah, oh, I didn't know I was going to go there. I had direction. to go there. Yeah, no, wow. <laughs> but but just let me say... Yeah. Okay. Um, do, I, do I get the right of rebuttal? Or no, no, this is your okay. show. Yeah, no, I'll edit that out later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so... The trouble is with visiting yachts can't tie up to our wharf. You know, that wharf is designed for the heavier fishing boats, so it can knock a fibreglass boat around. And to have something that they could tie up to um, would definitely increase our visitors coming to Omaru. But I'm well aware that um, the rowing club have a lane there and that it shouldn't encroach on that. So that's some discussions we have to have. What about when we do this new slip idea and would vote for that? Could we also incorporate something in there for them to tie up to. No, it's too rough over there. Too rough on that side. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's why we don't That's why that you don't want to row on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Well, you should have known that. That no, was a just, funny question. You could build a wee um, mini breakwater that... <laughs> rowers. We rowers have can, enough trouble with our own, with the breakwater that's there now. Yeah. <laughs> rowers can turn a bit, can't they, as they go along? Hey, Gary, <laughs> don't choose the sign. This could get ugly. This could be the biggest. You know how Jimmy talked about Protestant Catholics? Oh, yeah. This could be our thing. This, in this could be our troubles. Rowers versus yachters. It might hey, be. don't pull me in. You're arguing with Gary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, know, well, let's quickly move away. Let's segue into something else. So um, you're passionate about it. You want a new slip down there. That's good. What's happening with the Sumter Wharf? Is this going to fall in the water or do we need to do something? Or I think I think that there's a, a feeling out there that we'd like to keep it. Yep. Um, but that's a discussion yet to have on yeah. how we go about that. Yeah. So it's a cost uh, it's, thing? If the money was there, it'd be all good? Or Yeah, cost, cost is a big thing. And probably currently the, the fact that it's inhabited by 
rear Otago shags. Yeah. So both challenges, aren't they, Kevin? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's it's a it's obviously it's a, a key part of what the harbour looks like, and it's got a you know quite a history in itself with you know shaped the way it is because you know the railway line runs along and then runs onto that on, on a on yeah. a curve, and um, you know that's where the sailing ships tied up and got their meat shipments and so on back in the day. Yep. So uh, you, the history, as far as you go, Kevin, you know how how important is that of retaining the history? Oh, I think it's a big thing. You know, look, you've only got to look at the old part of town, yeah. and you can tell that I'm hooked into the history by owning some of those old buildings. Yeah. So yeah, I think that we should keep it if we can. Yeah. So let's get on to the buildings, shall we? You, mm-hmm. you you made a major investment a few years ago. When was that that you decided you were going to get into um, commercial real estate? Mm, I don't know if you could call it that, but <laughs> anyhow, yeah, it was about six years ago. Yeah, um, when it came up for sale, and um, yeah, I was quite keen to own a bit of the old part of town. So that was the terrace shops. How many shops? Is it four shops? There's six. Six. Yeah. Okay. Rates, I'm, I'm getting billed for six. Okay. I think there might be five. Oh, that's good. It's yeah. probably pretty good value. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> Anyhow. So tell me, so that was back in the day like the main street or the shopping mall of the time or what was it in those terrace shops? Yeah, it was the main street. Was it? And um, there were wooden buildings there originally and they burnt down. Yeah. So that building was an insurance job. And not long after it opened, the main street changed to come down 7th Street and so that building wasn't always occupied, you know. Yeah. So um, I think this is the first time in over 60 years that it's been fully tenanted. Wow, is that right? Yeah. So what do you have to do? Do you have to do any strengthening work, any engineering work or...? Oh, it had bad water leaks. Like it's um, about 90% of the roof's been replaced. Yeah. Um, and strengthened. Some of the roof's been strengthened. Um, and a lot of work inside. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we're getting there now. And um, like I say, we've got some good tenants. Yeah, really cool mix of tenants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have Virginia Barlow, um, who's in the, the second shop in, who's an architect, um, and they're great. And we've also got um, Auden Constantine, who build kitchens. Um, and um, so they're a really good good mix. Yeah. And we've got the, um, the picture framers. And then, of course, there's Al and I in the gallery. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we have a morning tea every Friday. Um, we started off just by having um, the people in the shops for morning tea. And now I think we're getting between 15 and 20 every Friday morning. Or should I say that? We might get a whole lot more now. Oh, I don't. Gary, have you been invited? No. No, I haven't Well, been actually, no, Al did quietly invite me. Did he? After the last When one. you weren't listening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he never asked me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it's not just morning teas you're known for as well. Come on, let's be honest. Uh, no, I'm not allowed to say too much about the other, I don't think. Are you not? Oh, I don't know. Um, well, you, you know about the snooker table? Well, I've heard rumours about a snooker table. Yeah, well, it came from the old club, yeah. both Kachina. So Peter Garvin bailed me up one day and they had it for sale on Trade Me but wanted to keep it in town. Yeah. And I didn't know whether I really had anywhere for it. So above the gallery was where um, Firth used to store their tyres and so it was pretty rugged. So I agreed to buy it on Trade Me and um, and did up upstairs there and, and put it up there and the guys were really good. So I ended up getting a leather lounge suite, 
um, the snooker table and a few other bits and pieces and memorabilia. So I keep it all together so it's not lost. That's fantastic. How did you get it up there? Half a rugby team and, you know, there's five slates to the table and it took six guys per slate to carry them up. But, of course, we had to get them down from before we could get it back up again. So it was a mission. That would have been a mission. I bet those guys wish they hadn't said, yes, we'll do that. Well, they were quite happy when the beer started coming out. Oh, OK, yeah, fair enough. So yeah. you would have had to strengthen the floor where the table was sitting and everything. Ooh, Otherwise, you'd no. end up on Ord's head or someone? Or oh, our head. On, oh, your head? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, it's built pretty pretty strong, the old girl, so yeah. no, there's no problem there. And no problem with the level? Got it all leveled? and Yeah, it took me a while to get it level because the yeah. floor isn't. Yeah. So, well, yeah, no, it's all sorted. And then we end up, um, I end up picking up an old grand, uh, baby grand piano. So um, that was another mission, getting that up there. Well, how did that get there? Was oh. the story different from Al's? Or? No, Al, Al, you know, he always seems to be away when there's a big job to happen. <laughs> you know, snooker table, couldn't see Al. Came time to shift the piano, where's Al? <laughs> Classic Al. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I wanted to be there, you know yeah. that story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I bet he gets the benefit out of the snooker table and the... Piano. Um, well, he can't play the piano. No, but so. he gets to he gets, enjoy the music. He gets to sing, yeah, yeah, which we all have to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen him strum a guitar, guitar, though. He loves to do that, doesn't he? Well, he hasn't up there. Has he not? No. I'm pretty sure I've seen him do that at Phoenix yeah. School one day. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, he's a great guitarist. You should get him to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see him up. Yeah. I, I have no idea. Um, yeah, so just this podcast is bought by Al's Guitar Lessons. <laughs> Contact Al Bell for it. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, anyway, we'll have a poor fella. Yeah. So, so Al's there, he's producing his art um, more or less full time, and you do a, a bit of art. As well? Yeah, when I get time, I've got a desk yeah. there. Yeah. Tell us about your art style and what. Inspires um, just you. oils and anything that I like look of. Yeah. Right. So, so you know, nothing never, flash. There'll never be a picture no of flashy. Gary then. <laughs> well, I it hate is, to. No. It, yeah. No. no. Yeah, like I'm not that. into still life. Or, yeah. <laughs> sea lions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Moving on. We've sort of got a bit diverted in this podcast, but yeah, it's let's okay. go, let's go back to the building, shall we? So, yeah. um, so, 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 what else? What else are you doing to protect the building? You know, there's, I mean, you have spent a lot of time just fixing up things and replacing stuff, painting stuff. So, yeah, it's looking really good. Mainly, it's the roof. The roof has been the problem, mm. and I've had a lot of help from Dave and Jackie, who, um, you know, they rung the day of lockdown and said, could they come to Omaru Harbour? They actually sailed across from Australia. And um, they said, do we stay in Timaru or, or do we get to Omaru? And I said, hey, look, get here as quick as you can. And so they sailed down and they, um, they're still here. Right. Well, they've come and gone a lot. They've bought a house here. Um, and they've been helping out with the building, which has been great. Yeah. Yeah, so um, going forward on the building, um, Firth have an office upstairs, which they're moving out from, so I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that until they're gone. Um they're just downsizing. Yeah. Um, apart from that, 1879 it was built, so it's yeah, been there a while. That's yeah. a long time. And do you have the history on the building, like all of that information, what was there beforehand and all of that kind of stuff? Or oh, the, do you like to keep that? Well, there was a whorehouse. Oh, was it? A house of ill repute, I think. Oh, that's it. probably a better, yeah. better name for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, not the only one back in the day. No. No. Because on the end of the building, when it rains, you can see the writing. It's um, 
I think it's Maud's guest house or something. Oh, okay. So, you yeah. know, back in the day, guest houses were no, quite thought. a friendly sort of a place. Yeah. 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 No, I was actually talking to someone who said that we need to make more of that history, you know, those little stories and so forth. So, you know, that could be one of the places people, you know, we put on the people's visitor, visiting maps. Yeah, well, if, well, you must come upstairs and check it out. It is a um, step back in, in yep. time. Um, there's a lot of old memorabilia from Omaru there. Yep. And so when we have visitors come in to look at the art, we quite often take them up and show them, and, and it's got all, a lot of photos of how the harbour used to be yeah. with the sailing ships and things. Oh, okay. thanks, thanks, Kevin. Can I bring Damien too? Well, I don't Was know it? if I could have two of you at once. But... <laughs> okay, okay. Is there a weight limit? <laughs> 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 What's he trying to say? <laughs> yeah. Now you must come down and have a look. Yeah, no, I'd yeah. love to actually one day. We'll just stop in there Friday about 5.30, I reckon, Gary. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Oh, I won't be there. I'm at Fat Sows now. Yeah. I've got a table that's got <laughs> reserved on it every Friday night now. Every Friday night. There you go. Thing. Yeah. Are you taking Al and Tracy and Jenny with you or not? No, or no. Well, Al has the Thirsty Thursday, so, ah, so Thursday got... night's his night. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, is, is it just any particular other plans for the, for that building or, is, you know, do you think you'll retain ownership for a long time or what's your thoughts on all that well yeah i think i will for for quite a while mm. yeah i do like it down there yeah and having that community and um it's a good vibe yeah you know? so yeah i plan to hang on to it for some time and it's certainly pretty handy you know for the if you've got something at the harbour like a dead seal to go and deal with too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some of those good away. jobs yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and and the yeah the other business um your part-time business, I guess, with everything else going on, the the, the car hire business. Is that um, how, how well was that doing these days? Is it was it difficult over lockdown and so on, or was it um, picking up again? Yeah, no. Well, of course, there was no business over lockdown, but I don't deal with um, with tourists. Mm. You know, they've already got their car; they've picked it up in Christchurch or wherever they land. Yeah. So it's just local businesses mainly, um, and so yeah, that ticks over by itself quite well, and I can. And because I um, operate from home, I can work out off my phone wherever I am. So um, it gives me that time to be down the harbour or, mm. or at the shops. And I had an occasion where a visiting boat called in. It was a bit embarrassing, actually. And the guy, and I met the guy down there and got him a mooring and got him set up. And he said, oh, look, you don't know who I could talk to at the yacht club about using the shower. And I go, oh, well, I'm the Commodore. And he goes, oh, right. So I set him up with a key. So and we quite often do that. Yeah. And then he said, um, he said, oh, I'm into art. You don't know, you know, that I heard there was a, a lot of art yeah. buildings around Omaru. And I went, well, yeah, we sort of got a gallery. And um, so I gave him a bit of information. And then he said, oh, the last thing is I need a rental car. <laughs> and I'm going, oh, my God, you know. Yeah. He said, is there anything you don't do in this town? And I said, well, the mayor's still the mayor. Yeah. And I haven't got that role yet. And but, um, my job, you don't. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But, yeah, he said, does no one else live here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like one of those, those funny movies where someone's in, you know, Hicksville. Yeah, in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Oh, oh, thanks, Gary. One yeah. person doing yeah. everything, but yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, but no, you you, you spread yourself across a, a number of things. <laughs> and obviously, you managed to touch all those bases. Yeah. Well, it's good that you you know you came here to Wataki Boys. You didn't really probably enjoy your time so much. No girls at the school. You went away, and then you come back and you've planted yourself here, and you haven't left since. So that's good that you've added 
um, what you have and your vision for the harbour and those old buildings. Um, is, I think it's just fantastic what you're doing in the town and um, just ticking away, mm-hmm. just doing your own quietly. thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. just quietly. And, um, and that's what we like. There's so many people just doing interesting things or just adding to the, um, like you said, you like the vibe, but what you've done in the terraces, you've added to the vibe in your own way. And then um, how you bring people into the harbour to use the, you know, the whatever facilities you've added. So how do you promote it? How do, I know you bring a few people down here that use our ramp and use our gear. Mm. So... Mm. Do you actively promote that or you just word of mouth? No, we don't. And I think a lot of it is word of mouth, especially the visiting boats, like the, yeah. the boat that came in yesterday. Um, he'd got my name from someone else, a phone number. Yeah. Um, he said that um, in the cruising community, we're actually known um, and that we will get more vessels calling in. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I just get you know, a phone call out of the blue. Um, happens quite a lot. And the Harbour Master in Dunedin quite often will um, direct people to me. Yeah. So, um, and of course, I liaise with the office, and, and it works well. So, you know, one of the things we look at is, you know, the benefit of those visiting boats and so on. I mean, they, generally they'll stop here, for, you know, what's the average stay? Is it sometimes just one night, or do they stay more longer? Um, it's usually two to three, and some of, and once they're here, that they quite often will stay for a week. Yeah, they just enjoy that much. Yeah, yeah and, they quite, and it depends on the weather too, you know, um, the weather window mm. to, to, to leave. But, you know, having the farmer's market, um, you know, and things like that, they, and being able to walk to Scott's and, yeah. and the supermarket and to get petrol from McEwen's, you know, everything's really handy for a yachty. Mm. Yeah, or it's almost a different world for us that, you know, you see the cruising community, um, like those people just sail around New Zealand or go over to Aussie in a yacht and... Um, it's just a whole nother, another world that you're not experienced to. Uh, but I know you've done a few trips down to sort of that wee island off the bottom of the South Island a few times. Oh, any, no. <laughs> any good trips or any good stories about that? No, 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 no real stories about that. Oh, there's some things you don't, you know. It happens at you sea, don't share. Stays at sea. Yeah, there's something like that. Yeah. So, how far have you been in in your yacht? How? Oh, our yacht, we haven't been far oh. ourselves. Um, Graham Thorne and I are yeah. partners in the yacht. And, yeah. Um, so we've Dunedin and back and, you know, just local. And we've raced it out here and, we, you know, yeah. sometimes you just go out and lose yourself, you know, just go out and sail and yeah. gives you time to reflect. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. So in someone else's yacht, how far have you ever been right around New Zealand? Or no, that, no, no. Is that a bucket list thing to do or? Well, look, I, I did want to go to the islands and that was a bit like a bucket list, if you like, until I've, I did a first cruise to the islands. Yeah. And thought, oh, I like having that meal dished up and the bars <laughs> open, and yeah. you know, yeah. And it's never flat out there, so yeah. I'm thinking, no, this is the way to travel. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Tricky question for you now. If I'm hiked, uh, hiked out by close hauling, no. What is it? Uh, what does that mean? If you're close hauled, yeah, close hauling. It means you as close to the wind as you can get. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like these trick questions. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, most of his questions are pretty basic, to be fair, but that, oh, was, a, that was a tricky one. That was more technical. Like close hauling or something, isn't it? Like, yeah, as close to the wind as you can get. Mm. When you're close hauling, yeah. yeah. You're right. See? Or if you're hiked out, you could be out on a trapeze. Right. <laughs> and the trapeze on the boat is what? On a smaller boat, yeah. they have trapezes, so it's a wire comes off the top of the mast or, or part way up the mast, yeah. hooks onto a, um, a clip around your waist, so you can actually stand out on the side of the boat and lean out. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. 
There you go. You should do that, Gary. Yeah. I've got a Hobie 16. You can come and do that on. <laughs> there you go. You need a Hobie 16. Yeah. No, 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 no yeah. talking about weights or anything. Yeah. No. <laughs> right. No, that, that's, that's really cool. And, um, you know, I just want to emphasise, you know, carrying on from Damien, really, the, the benefit that you've brought to things like the, the Harbour Committee and so on and the experiences and, and just helping to make the place better, looking after people, um, you know, all those visiting boaties and so on, making sure that they are taken care of, they get in and get out back again safely. Um, you know, all those things are appreciated. So do really want to thank you for that, Kevin, and all the, all the great things. I mean, even just... Well, not just even renovating the the building, you know, you've brought life back into there. I, I remember when it was getting a bit dilapidated. Well, it was already dilapidated. My dad was working in there for Rolly Johnson's uh, electrical business, and yeah, that was um, yeah. There wasn't too much else. Yeah, there might have been a paint shop there at one stage, so on. But yeah, it's then yeah, it's been empty for so long until you've breathed life back into it. So well done. Yeah, no, look, and from my point of view. Um I wouldn't like your job, Gary. Like I, I do like the harbour and I love working down there, but you know I couldn't couldn't do your role. Um, so yeah, look, it's it's a both way. It's a two way street. I enjoy what I do as well. So I think I'm lucky to, yeah. to be able to do those things down the harbour. Mm. That's but, good. But you could do my job. <laughs> Anyone, um, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Whether they want to or not. <laughs> Let's not go there. No. You only work one day a week. It's brilliant. <laughs> the week's off. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, a couple wee questions for you. America's Cup, is that, does that float your boat? Are you interested in that? And why are the best guys on that yacht, why are they rowers? <laughs> so it's a two-part question. I'll let you answer well, that one. Okay, well, we'll start yes. off with the first one. Yeah, I am into the America's Cup, but I'm a bit disappointed that um, – They've gone off and taken the cup offshore. Shocking. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. So that's a bit sad. Um, as far as the guys on the boat that are the rowing, well, they only want the brawn, not the brains. Yeah. Um, and so you'll find that the skippers are sailors. Yeah. yeah. Did that work? Uh, uh, that, was, that was pretty good. I thought. Yeah. Maybe it's just they want something easier. So the rowing was harder and easier as yachting. Yep. Well done, Gary. <laughs> you just decided no, every yacht in no. town is now. No, no. Maybe they yeah. wanted something that was more of a challenge. That's yeah. what I meant to say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Some of the guys around corners. Yeah. No, we do get on. When's our next yachting versus rowing challenge? We need to set up some. We haven't had the first one yet. Yeah, well, you keep setting. Every time um, the Navy turns up to race you guys, we end up having to jump in and race the boats for you. Well, you've got a, a wee race coming up. Yeah. We have the Terranova, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. offshore yacht race. 11th yeah. of March. Yeah. Exactly. Can we enter, because we had a skiff down in the harbour the other day. You see that we went right out beyond the breakwaters and everything, designed for rowing and um, sea and swell. Well, you actually, didn't you have um, some of those boats, the dragon boats coming to Amaru? Mm-hmm. They came down and had a look because I had to open up let yeah. them in and and they, they went out and checked it out because we were going to have a competition here. Yeah. And, yeah, whatever um, happened? To, yeah, I don't know. We yeah. scared them. Yeah. No, we did. The waves coming through the entrance was too were much. too big. Yeah. yeah. No, no, this is a guy who makes um, rowing skiffs, but wider and more stable. Okay. And so all our guys went out in the harbour, and the wee novices and the coxswains, and if you're in the bell seat, you ended up coming off a wave. You got airborne and come back down again. But it was really stable, really amazing. Our guys loved it. So, yeah, maybe we'll enter one of them in the next yacht race. There you go. I, I don't know how that'll work. I don't yeah. know how to row in a yacht race. Oh, okay. It'll be yeah. um, either Great Weather 
for yachts or great weather for, for yeah. rowing. Yeah, they don't um, go together. Yeah, they're kind of opposite ends of the spectrum, really, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, very good. Hey, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. One thing, I just want to put it out there, and I don't normally say this, but you're worried we're going to go for, we wouldn't go 45 minutes. It's just ticked over 51 minutes. Well, we've got to yeah, edit about it? 20 of your speaking out, <laughs> yeah. Damien, as always. Yeah. 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 So all good. Yeah. No, well done, Kevin. So Thank my last you. question for you, what's your next dream? What's the next thing you want to do? I don't know if I've got a next one. I don't I don't like the idea of having a bucket list. Yeah. I'm, I, I hope I've done the things that I wanted to do and yeah. I haven't got anything so coming no up. So no special projects on that we get the download on? No, no, no not that I'd talk about. Getting his gold card. Yeah. <laughs> you told me oh, he's good, it. isn't he? <laughs> yeah. No, he's at least a couple of years away from that. Yeah. I think. Yeah, very good. Hey, thanks for coming in. Appreciate what you're doing. Thank you for keeping Gary and all those guys honest in the Harbour Committee. We need someone there, so I really do appreciate that. Practical common sense is, is what I would say. We uh, need it. It's, it's scarce. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks very much, Kevin. Great Alrighty. to talk to you. Great. Thanks. Oh, well, Gary, we got a bit diverted on that podcast. It got a bit silly, didn't it? Yeah. Okay, I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, no, it's good. I'm not sure if any of the listeners will, but hopefully they do oh, too. Oh, the ones that know Kevin, a sense yeah, of humour, yeah. and he's pretty pretty down the line, and what he says what he thinks and enjoys what he enjoys, and that's good. That's all you can ask in a man. He's pretty honest and straightforward, and, mm-hmm. yeah, he does what he does. He does it well too. Yeah. 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 No, just quiet achiever. Quiet achiever. Just gets on and does stuff. Yeah. Yep. Until about 7.30 on well, Friday night yeah. and the piano's cranking and then yeah. it's and everyone then The noise police turn yeah, up. Yeah, noise police, yeah. yeah. It turned up there a few times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, no, good chatting. And, um, yeah, we'll catch you on the next podcast. Will do indeed. I hear that's going to be brilliant as well. I'm sure it will be. All right.